Hi, this is the fifth episode of iBookBindings podcast, and uh, today our guest is uh, Ekaterina Savelyeva uh, with her alter ego, uh, Katie Ebru. Hi, Katie. Hello. And today I decided to make a little experiment, so I have a co-host, Pavel Voronin, join, joins us from Moscow, and uh, I guess he will ask some questions and take part in this chat. Uh, I'm certainly the layman of the group. I'll do my best not to sound too silly, but don't hold me to it. My only hope is that I spent last 15 years talking to Stepan about book and book craft, and hopefully some expertise has rubbed off on me. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> sorry, sorry, what, Katy? Pavel, did you also make uh, book binding? Oh, I made a grand total of like two bindings, maybe even three. <laughs> I'm mostly interested in historical uh, books and historical book bindings. So my knowledge is vast, but mostly theoretical. Okay, so uh, Katie, can you tell a bit uh, about yourself? How did you start to do marbling and uh, what's, what's your indication? Is, is there any connection between your indication and, and marbling? So what, what was your path to, to, not to bookbinding, but to marbling? <laughs> there is absolutely no any connection with my education and marbling. I've got marketing education in my native Krasnoyarsk city in the center of Russia. Then I worked uh, for different companies uh, and how I met Marlin, I don't know, was it by chance or not? Uh, first time, it was around 10 years ago uh, when I uh, watched the TV program about growing tulips, uh, by the way, in Netherlands. Uh, <laughs> and at the end of that uh, program, there was very, very short uh, shot uh, where the very famous uh, nowadays uh, Ebru marbling master uh, painted on the water, on the surface of water, and I was so surprised, amazed uh, how he could do it. Uh, it was really a very impressive moment, uh, even from TV, and I, I decided to find something about that. So there, for that moment, there was absolutely no any information in internet at all. Maybe somehow, as I, nowadays, I think, maybe I heard that word Ebru, Abru, how the people speak the words differently. It depends on the country. In Arabic countries, they call more often Ab, Abri. Yeah. In the Western world, they say Ebru, or, or even more often Marling. Ebru goes mostly from the Turkey. They call mm -hmm. it their Ebru. It's actually, for Russia, it's kind of new art uh, for many people, uh, but uh, actually um, it's already quite old uh, art. Uh, as a, there are many versions about that. And uh, for example, when I met with the historical scientists who are searching the history of marble, his, his version that it goes from the uh, 15th, 17th century, uh, and he's a very interesting person, uh, Jake Benson. Yeah. Uh, I met him in Ebro Congress, it was uh, four years ago. Going back to the <laughs> how I met it. One year later, after that moment, I w uh, looked, saw that program once again. Maybe ha something happened and I heard that the word by other way. And already uh, one year later, I um, searched uh, some information. Uh, from web and found the Turkish center in St. Peter. There I try, tried uh, my first skills and felt uh, this amazing art. Turkish center in St. Petersburg? Uh, yes, yes. Yeah. yes. Okay. 
So yeah. they have some classes or <laughs> courses or something like that? Uh, as I know, nowadays uh, they, it's closed already. I don't know what's, what was the reason. Okay. But uh, for that moment, uh, I was, uh, it was like uh, hobby classes for me and I was there around one year and then stopped. Sorry, I must have missed it. How long ago was that? Around 10, 9, 10 years ago already. Yeah. Then I, uh, it was a hobby for me for in parallel with my uh, formal job. Actually, I, I, I couldn't buy any, for the first masters in Russia, it was very difficult uh, to develop uh, this art in Russia because we absolutely didn't have uh, uh, any materials and no information at all. Nowadays, it's much, much easier for, for people. Yeah, it's the same problem with, uh, with the materials uh, for bookbinding in Russia because you... It's really hard to to get uh, quality letters. It's really yeah. hard to get quality paper. So I guess for mm -hmm. many uh, sort of obscure crafts, it's it's a problem to get proper materials, and you have to order them from uh, from Europe. Yes, not not only yeah. marble paper. Yeah. All right. Then then I then yeah. I went uh, for three years to Turkey. I visited many different masters. Uh, took the classes. It was very interesting and impressive. Something significant was for me uh, 2016 uh, is that uh, International Library Congress uh, where I met amazing, very interesting uh, mobblers uh, from all over the world. Yeah. America, South America, Brazil, even there, uh, there were several exhibitions uh, generally it was going during the week. Very interesting event was there. That uh, event uh, somehow changed uh, my, my mind uh, to the marbling uh, way. Because before that, I uh, was drawing more um, animation, Ebro okay. flowers. Okay. Like yeah, there is, there is definitely a, a, a sort of separation between uh, marblers who make different images and marblers who make patterns. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Pavel, you did, did I get it correctly that by the time you went to Turkey, you were able to support yourself by marbling alone? By that time, it was oh, your profession. No, no, it was not. For marbling, uh, with bookbinders, I started to, to cooperate uh, around three, four years ago. Somehow it's, it was my already mission. <laughs> I was invited to take part uh, in the conferences in the State Library in Moscow, but also cooperated with the Russian uh, National Library in St. Petersburg. And last uh, November, I took uh, part in the conference, even in Hermitage. It's a nice experience. I can imagine. <laughs> so it, it's like uh, for three or four years, you are doing marbling as a professional, not, not just a hobby, or, or, or maybe a bit more. Mm, yeah, I'm um, yes. Okay. What was uh, the project that allowed you to move from, uh, from a hobbyist to a professional? Or was it just an accumulation of contacts and and works and reputation. My, my practice, I uh, uh, started to develop myself in the marbling, to, to do more and more paper. And uh, when I felt that I can do it somehow, maybe not professionally, but I did it better and better. And people, of course, uh, I heard many um, positive feedbacks. Uh, and I decided uh, really to do something good for people which, uh, which they need. So advice for everybody, if you want to, to, to learn something, just start doing that and uh, you will get yeah. better and better <laughs> over the time. Yeah. And we met each other two years ago in 2018 in St. Nicholas uh, uh, during Bookbinders Fair in, in Belgium. The organizer decided that two Russians should be uh, close to each <laughs> other. 
And yeah, I, I was very happy to meet you and to 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 buy some. I think I bought a couple of uh, sheets from you. What? Yes, I saw your wonderful, very beautiful orange, but orange paper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love orange stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Pink too. You probably had nothing in pink, so he had to take orange. I guess uh, that's it for for the introduction. Uh, should we move to you showing us some marbling? Mm, let's do it. Okay. So we are prepared for for the demonstration. Well, we yes. are always prepared for the demonstration, <laughs> and, and Katie will show us something. Mm. As I understood, you would like to see a traditional marbling, <laughs> and I will show you basic pattern, which is called uh, stone marble, or in Turkish it's called batal. Yeah. Everything is very easy. <laughs> Looks like ma magic to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's some sort of special special brush for marbling or? No, it's usual uh, brushes which I use now. Special is uh, this one. Uh, it's uh, uh, Turkish brushes which uh, they do it uh, uh, from the rose uh, stick of the rose tree. And this is horse hair. OK. And why it's why it's so special? What's what's its purpose? And this which I use now, the usual from the shop. Okay, so just ordinary brushes for art. Mm -hmm. And what's what's the purpose of the horse uh, horsehair brush? Why it's so different? Mm, somehow <laughs> difficult a bit. Uh, to explain it, but uh, when I work, uh, you feel how the, the colors uh, uh, flashes to the water. Okay, so so it's sort of it it grabs the the uh, the paints in a different way or something like that. Now I use traditional uh, Turkish colors. It's my habit from the start of my way, and I like Turkish. Okay, and we should say that this is uh, your temporary shapeshift uh, shapeshift uh, uh, setup no. that you have in your country house, no, no, no. Not, not your main uh, workshop. No, yeah, that's a bit unfortunate. It's temporarily, new studio. Yeah, yeah, because I guess everybody would be happy to see uh, your primary workplace how it's organized. Mm. Maybe next well, time. But it is inspiring that you can work from anywhere. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So, what rapidly I've done. This is that stone marbling. And so, what? so now, now it's ready to take it from the water. And what did you do with the, with the brush just a moment ago, but pinching the uh, the. The size? Uh, no, it was not the brush, it was the stick. It okay. also took a stick. Yeah. Just a round, so round stick. Usually, 
They use it for drawing. Okay. Careful, we should put it to the water. Starts to curl right away. Mm -hmm. It depends on the paper. One, two, three. Mm. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, that's better. And that's magic. <laughs> that's how magic is done. Of course, it can be better. Okay. <laughs> uh, usually, when I, I'm doing the paper, then next and next one, you feel the process, you feel how the colors work, and the, every next sheet of paper usually better. Because yeah. you, you are adding the oxygen or you add the water, and it helps uh, to create a, a bet better pattern. Sharper and brighter patterns. You can make it, of course, uh, brighter or vice versa, so less color. And also mm, the main uh, topic, how the uh, color, the drops of uh, color works and the, how they open on the surface of water. It, it influences very much for the resultant uh, quality of the mm, pattern. Yeah. To show something about uh, that this sheet of paper you just uh, uh, works on is, is not the very best one. Uh, this is what I, what I did when we visited a uh, uh, paper mill museum in, in Basel in Switzerland. <laughs> so that's what I call not the best one. <laughs> and then I, sh I should say that I was there with my wife and uh, she also made some, uh, uh, some experiments and this one was hers. And I like it much more, so much more. <laughs> I was like, okay, I will take this color and this color and third color and uh, I wanted to, to uh, take two more colors and the lady who was in charge of this uh, small workshop, she was, okay, that's enough. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's, not <laughs> that's not enough. <laughs> yeah. By the way, next to me, I have just several uh, sheets of uh, my paper. Yeah. Uh, comparing this one. It was uh, exactly that order which I've got a couple of weeks ago and I did for US. Yeah. Ah, okay. It's, uh, do you know how it's called? No. Nope. pattern? No. Nope. No? It's nope. the Spanish wave. Spanish wave, okay. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I heard the name, but I, I, I absolutely didn't remember it. It's also kind of stone. Yeah. Not big collection I have here, sorry. <laughs> it was so fast that I was like, and that's it. <laughs> we want more. <laughs> I will show you um, one more, and exactly you will see uh, other materials which can be used in marbling. You should work uh, very lightly with your hands. Because uh, many people, when they start to do marbling, their hands are very uh, tensioned. Yeah. 
So you need to be calm and relaxed. No, that's why many people, especially in Russia, they call it like art therapy for relaxation. Yeah. Do you have any any favorite combination of colors? Combination? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I like difficult to say. I like bright uh, colors also, but at the same time, when I work with more traditional for book binding colors, uh, yeah. uh, I mean uh, brown one, or black or green one. Yeah. Um, it also can be very beautiful. They are more plain somehow, also very nice. Yeah, often often uh, marble papers with uh, black uh, paints are so striking. Even even if the, there is no any any bright colors in them, mm -hmm. but somehow this black uh, paint makes it so I don't know attractive. But now I feel that that this one is better. <laughs> Okay. Now, for example, I will actually talking about the materials. Uh, these brushes in marble, they comparing with the usual uh, types of uh, drawing, uh, where we um, draw by the paints. Uh, in yeah. marbling, we we need brushes only for um, putting the colors on the surface. Uh, uh, when you want to create uh, or some exact images, for example, flowers or some something other, we already use uh, these uh, sticks. Sticks, yeah. But now, and every every next uh, pattern is creating from the previous one. Now I have done the um, stone marbling, and now I will make. Uh, in Turkish, it's called gelgit. It's like go go on there and back. Okay. Is it something like chevron pattern or 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 I'm I'm wrong? Yeah. Mm -hmm. There are so many different names that, <laughs> frankly yeah. speaking, I don't remember all of them. Yeah. But now I feel that uh, water works a bit wrong. And I guess that's the pattern for which uh, all this sort of brushes and all that stuff uh, is used. Yeah, when when you are sort of trying to to not to work with one stick, but uh, when you have a brush with lot of lots of pins and work mm -hmm. it through the basin. Already, this also can be uh, transferred to to the paper. Yeah. I would like uh, to make uh, this uh, next one. Oh yeah, that's that's exactly what I was was talking about. <laughs> All sorts of brushes and I don't know how combs, not brushes, combs. It's, it's yeah. a comb. Yeah, it's like a very very big uh, brush here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I forgot. There, I forgot the there are many many nails. It creates yeah. very beautiful um, pattern. What is it made of? What is the, the comb made of? Is it a wooden comb? Does it matter? Wooden, wooden, wooden and the nails. I don't think it really matters for, for which, what is the material which is made Look of. Look at it precisely now, how the uh, pattern is changing. Yeah. Now that looks very traditional. 
I assume 17th century uh, marble papers that look exactly like this. Yes, yes, it was very popular, 18th century. And I guess and that's, I guess that's the part of the process which is which should be especially slow. I mean, you shouldn't hurry when you use a, a, a comb. Mm -hmm. You are right. Because everybody, if they do it very rapidly, yeah. uh, somehow the the quality of pattern uh, also uh, is the water is uh, very flexible. Yeah. And everything goes very rapidly, and also the quality is getting worse. There now should be, there should be some turbulences in in, in water or something yeah. like that, so it, it should go like like uh, swirling. Now and I can make something other. Like, what this fix? Okay, so it wasn't even the end. <laughs> <laughs> and this is just water and color and nothing else. Or do you add something to it? Um, it's not clear water, uh, it's uh, thick water. I use special uh, thickener, I use carrageen to make uh, the water thick. And as I understand, there are lots of types of this carrageen, uh, I don't know yeah. how it's pronounced, sure, and, right. uh, yeah. and uh, you should use some specific ones uh, and not the others because they have different properties or something like that. But, yeah. Mm -hmm. I could invite you to draw with me. Welcome. I have a basin yeah. for marbling somewhere here, but uh, I, I for sure don't have a mix right now. <laughs> no, it looks quite attractive. And which century would that be with this pattern? I'm not badly mistaken, 18th, 19th. So it's a bit later. They started with a simpler one and then, then decided to add some twist to it. Mm -hmm. And I wanted, I wanted to, to uh, bring some attention to, to how you take the sheet out of the basin because you are uh, taking away the uh, the excess uh, material, the excess uh, uh, water and uh, mix uh, mm -hmm. away from paper by dragging it over the edge of the basin. So the the over the, the this, edge, yes. This gelatinous it's material good, it stays. It's, in. Good. it's a good note because uh, many people, when they start to work, uh, they do it. Uh, they just uh, raise it up from the water. Yeah. Uh, but you, it's better to you move it proof through the edge because it's getting dry also. Yeah. I guess I guess I understand why people are anxious not not to uh, bring it over the edge because uh, they may be afraid that uh, the colors will be uh, destroyed or they will I don't know uh -huh. go away or something like that but I yeah they so. yes. they don't. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. That was fascinating. It's also quite famous the pattern for, for the book binding. Yeah. Mm. And what happens so, next? It, it has to dry or do you, do you need to press it? Uh, so how, how it works? They have the special uh, shelves, the shelf dryer. 
I put my big sheets there and they can stay, you know, minimum it takes, I think, 20, 30 minutes. Usually I do and forget about them. And then <laughs> next day I work with them once again, put under the press, getting when it's getting already dry. And do, do we fix it somehow? I'm not sure. I think uh, there are about uh, fixing the, the, the paint uh, on the on the paper so yes that was the question actually. yeah i guess i guess we will talk about it when we move to our q a section <laughs> should i switch off the camera or not by the way i can draw some flowers some ebro patterns yeah what about uh, what about that uh, beautiful exquisite wavy thing how does that work maybe you could show us that uh wave <laughs> yeah question. <laughs> you are very curious. Yes, he is. I was ready to, to say, yeah, sure, draw some, some tulips or something. But Pavel is, isn't that simple? <laughs> He's going for the good stuff. For the trademark secrets. Yeah. <laughs> Do you plan to make paper? <laughs> Perhaps one day, when I have a studio of my own, <laughs> and uh, what is the longest one pattern takes you? Because the first one only took you like seconds, at least it felt like it. Like it. And, uh, this one took two, three minutes. And what, what is the most complicated one that can take how long? Usually I do it in five, six minutes uh, on the big tray. It depends how many colors you put there, uh, what materials and what the pattern do you create. And uh, uh, your, uh, your pen would be how much bigger than this one? Than this one? I think if it's 30, four times bigger. Okay. <laughs> That's impressive. Usually, so um, marble paper, I make the size uh, 50, 70 centimeters. That wave pattern can be done even with one color. <clears throat> the secret of that pattern is that, that you, you should move the sheet of paper when you take it off. But yeah, I asked you before. But why do you why do you put the stick through the uh, surface of of water? Because I uh, saw some trash on the surface now, and I took it, uh, have taken it out. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> ah, by the way, uh, Pavel, you asked me how um, how rapidly I do I do it usually. Uh, in as the, the Turkish master said me uh, when I was studying there. Uh, it's somehow it's important to do everything uh, in marbling quite rapidly because the, um, the result which you make uh, depends how um, how you do it of course uh, depends on the temperature it depends on the humi humidity of the air in the room and also um, the treasures which we have in the air um, dust for example it's also uh, flying on the surface and it influences for the result 
So you should better do it in a clean room. <laughs> like not a great facility where they make uh, uh, satellites. <laughs> where no, there no, is absolutely I, no if dust. I would do it, if I would do it now uh, outside, definitely yeah. it will be other result because there is wind. Yeah. But I guess if, if you do it in, in the spring when there is a lot of pollen in the air or something, it may add to, you know, visual uh, pattern of the of the paper. Mm -hmm. And now I'm making the wave. Okay. Okay. So that is different. This is different. Well, not very clear. This is this way. Yeah, yeah. Not very but visible. We, we still can see it. Yeah, we can see it, mm -hmm. definitely. Okay, this is fun. And to create the perfect uh, wave pattern, it also needs uh, time of uh, practice because you should somehow feel and manage your hands uh, very clearly and everything should be, moves should be the same, the same distance, the same deepness also. And yeah, so it's, 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 it's much more precise work with this pattern. Yeah, some more, yes. If you see old books, uh, I paid attention that they are very, very uh, direct uh, ways. So they, they, yeah, they spent a lot of time training and uh, training to make uh, exactly the straight or, patterns or they want to as, make. As I heard uh, um, from one bookbinder, he said that it also can be uh, not handmade, uh, semi-handmade uh, paper and when they use machine. And yeah. machine, I think, definitely can create more direct line. You mean you mean not printed, but uh, machine made uh, marbling. So it's it's similar yes. process, but not not with with hands. Mm -hmm. Okay, I never heard about that. <laughs> that's that's a new I, one. In Moscow, I heard about that. Okay, that's interesting. Mm -hmm. But somehow it removes all the magic from the process. <laughs> and cheaper. And what, what are you planning to do now? To show maybe some flower on, if you okay. want. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. Uh, now I yeah, a, tra a traditional Turkish pattern? This one is just uh, one color of background for the flower. <laughs> because flowers usually they make on, on more plain uh, one color background to make it, of course, more visible. You hear other colors because they are more concentrated. So it's, it's a different paint. No, it's other, uh, the same paint, but more concentrated, there is oh, okay. less water. Okay. Maybe from this side it would be better. And the idea is for uh, the color not to flow as easily, that's why it's concentrated? So you have more control? More control, yes. And I think it will be dense in the same spot. It, it won't spread over the uh, larger surface, so 
the same amount of paint will, will remain in, in a smaller spot. Oh, so it's reversible too. Okay, yeah. <laughs> 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 that was impressive. And managing the form of the rounds, you create different forms. I think our comments is exactly what happens when uh, uh, outsiders watch professionals doing their job. It's like, oh, wow, I didn't know this is possible. Oh, wow, this is magic. <laughs> now I'm doing quite rapidly. And sorry for the non-perfect result, the result. So it's a stem and, and, and leaves already. Mm -hmm. And now you're moving to, to make petals. Flower itself. Yeah. One moment. So this one was too dry or too, not, not too this white wall wasn't moisture. If, moist, if, if I see that the color doesn't open, I add the uh, oxygal to the pigment. Okay. And oxygal smells awfully. I've got used to that already. Yeah, I guess when you work with it all the time, you get used to it. When I first opened it, I was like, wow. <laughs> That's a strange smell. Drop by drop, you make the round bigger. And this is sort of the same idea that's behind this uh, uh, Japanese uh, type of uh, marbling. I, I, I'm not sure, suminagashi or? Uh, or In suminagashi, they use only ink. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, I mean, they 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 drop uh, ink inside the inside the same spot, and then it creates uh, mm -hmm. this sort of pattern. I I was talking about that. So you you've been creating this flower exactly in the same way because you are yeah. um, putting more and more ink in in the center. Mm -hmm. But yeah, of course, materials are different, inks or paints and. Mm. So what kind of flower is it? <laughs> Sorry, I don't know. <laughs> okay. I can make other one. And if we speak of uh, Turkish or uh, Ottoman uh, marbling, uh, which patterns came first, uh, flowers and uh, other sorts of, no. uh, or, no. or geometric patterns were first? 
first my partner was uh, we lost connection from your phone. phone sorry i didn't like okay So which patterns were the first for, for the Ottomans? Stone marbling was the basic. And okay. uh, how, with how smooths uh, can be. Okay, that's pretty reasonable that because... Using different, different uh, instruments, they create uh, others' patterns. Yeah, okay. Okay, that, that's a sort of, you can see evolution because a stone pattern is this simplest because you just put, put some color on, on, the, on, your, on your water and then make pattern. By the way, and I wouldn't say that it's uh, this, the easiest yeah. uh, because to create uh, the very beautiful uh, stone, it also takes time. And so, uh, as I remember one Turkish master, which gave me a short practice, he said, if you can make a very beautiful stone marbling, um, it means that you already have <laughs> perfect marble. Really, despite, despite it, that it looks very easy, just dropping the colors on the surface and that's all. But to create a perfect one, it's really, you need the skills. That's one, one more newbie mistake on my part. Uh, and uh, what, uh, what about the aesthetics of stone? Are they trying to imitate some kind of stone or is it more of an, an imaginary texture? What is valued more? Is it uh, more of an uh, art uh, artistic idea behind it, the combination of colors and textures? Or are they uh, really trying to imitate stone? It depends on your wish, uh, how you uh, see the process of why it's called marbling, I think. Because so exactly the patterns and stone, stone pattern itself, it reminds the uh, stones and marblings. If you will make uh, many, many moves uh, over the stone, you will create uh, also very beautiful. It looks uh, house marbling, but it reminds really uh, the natural uh, stone in the mountains. Yeah, that's true. Some, some patterns really look like uh, real stone and like real marble. I've seen many uh, Turkish uh, marble papers with tulips in, uh, incorporated in them. Is it uh -huh. still a theme? Yes, it's very important for them to, to draw the flowers. Well, it's the speciality, I think, of Turkish marbling that they somehow, what's the importance and the role of Turkish marbling? That they developed uh, the marbling which was uh, appeared in per per Persia, Ottoman Empire, and they developed it uh, with high quality. And they, if you will look uh, on the internet, you will find their amazing, very beautiful flowers, which nowadays uh, uh, Turkish modelers do. Yeah. And it's the speciality of Turkish modeling, I think. But it's, it's all, all kinds of flowers, not only tulips. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And that one is also some sort of floral pattern or something else. This one? Yeah. Yes, it's floral. Okay. <clears throat> Are there any other favorite flowers for uh, Turkish masters besides tulips? Why they like uh, to draw the 
flowers because uh, they're very um, symbolic and it's can can canon uh, flowers for them because for example tulip uh, association for the muslim all muslims uh, with the allah it, it's called lale in turkish yeah. allah and i remember a rose for example with the muhammad okay that's why they like all the flowers so it has a lot of cultural importance as well mm -hmm. not, not only visual and then there's there are uh, two class big big groups of marble marblers uh, who like very traditional uh, what exactly marble patterns and yep. uh, they mm, draw even flowers in uh, in strong rules the other big group uh, they are somehow more modern um, more artists. instrumental yes yes and they create all <laughs> everything okay I guess this happens in, in bookbinding as well because there are experimental bookbinders, there, there are designer bookbinders, and there are bookbinders who follow all the traditional uh, ways of uh, 17th, 18th centuries. Yeah, exactly. And often, often the letter is the uh, exactly how uh, mass media portray <laughs> bookbinders. <laughs> like there, this is 2,000-year-old craft. <laughs> They still make books like they did when Jesus was alive. <laughs> there were no books when Jesus were, was alive. Well, Only it's, you know, we don't know. But it's, it's, uh, it's supposed that uh, codex format was already uh, there in, in the first century, so... Yeah, there is a chance. Okay, this is something much more different. Is it a rose? Mm -hmm. Okay. Absolutely different uh, uh, leaves. Oh, wow. This is fun. And the, whole, and the whole construction is different. The principle of it changed completely. Yeah. And now you have two centers. Then you had only only one center. Only the improvisation. Now. Okay. <laughs> Not only two, much more centers. <laughs> this is interesting. And that other masters who work not only with, uh, I don't know, flowers, but uh, do something like animals or some other drawings mm -hmm. on, on... I call, I call it uh, already water animation. Okay. In parallel with stand animation. I think I've seen... I also did it in part. Oh, you to try this. Yes, I did when companies invited me for the events. I okay. Did. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah, I, th I think I, I saw something like that uh, somewhere on the internet, but uh, yeah. It's there are definitely... Videos. There are definitely more flowers and, uh, and uh, geometric mm -hmm. patterns on the internet.
I'm just thinking that uh, this part uh, will be not so interesting for for people who will be listening to the audio version of of the <laughs> of this podcast. <laughs> yeah, but I guess they can skip to Q and A and just listen to uh, Katie answering the questions. More reasons to subscribe to iBookBinding's YouTube channel. <laughs> Are there some sorts of paper that wouldn't curl as much or is it just a matter of density of paper or something? I think so. Uh, so do you ever work with handmade paper? Does, would that make difference? Wow. Wow. Oh, wow. When I when I experimented with marbling at home, uh, I, I did it for a couple of times. I, I tried to marble uh, paper that I made uh, myself and I got something like this. Mm. It looks like acrylic colors, acrylic. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's what the professional is. <laughs> <laughs> through, through a bad uh, laptop camera, that looks like acrylic colors. Okay, <laughs> you're absolutely Hello. right. And what kind of colors do you use? I like uh, to use natural pigments. Uh, they, are, they are the pigments. Because uh, I was studied to work with pigments and uh, they, of course, there is a, diffi uh, a difficult, a bit difficult, especially for starters, uh, how to work with pigments, but the, they give the perfect results uh, with the uh, brightness, uh, especially when you draw the uh, uh, flowers uh, it's easier to manage uh, the pigments than acrylic acrylic colors of course i can work with acrylic and uh, acrylic colors used more um, to decorate uh, the fabric for example ceramic uh, because i work with that with them not so much and i work with pigments perhaps you, perhaps you could name the pigments that you used uh, just now what is uh, the yellow one what is the blue one and especially the pink one that didn't look natural at all <laughs> all my pigments they're from turkey i bought them already many years ago and they used still they use them and i use different uh, do you see different uh, brands turkish brands there for example kadim kadim sanat sanat it's uh, it's the art Oh, it was. Oh, it's a young, very old uh, Ayan Ebro company. So you ordered them from, from Turkey or? No, I bought them yesterday in Turkey. It's Karin. They're all, all of them Turkish. I was just wondering uh, what kind of natural substance or stone could be that one wonderful pink color. Did you marble your, uh, your, your phone case uh, on your own as well? Ah, this one? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, when I saw it at the shop, it once I decided to take it, that it should be mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's a perfect match, that's true. Mm -hmm. Pavel, you, you wanted to ask something, I, I interrupted. I was wondering what kind of pigments those were. I know uh, stones that are blue and they are yellow, 
but uh, is it mainly stone? Uh, what are those? Is it aquamarine? I mean, okra? Okra, yeah. They're natural. I, frankly speaking, I didn't follow to that question, but they created from natural, from nature. Once uh, when I was in Turkey, I walked uh, um, around the city with one must, and we walked on the hills. He took from the ground uh, a bit of the ground. It was, I remember, the brown one. And he said that, oh, look at this. From this uh, uh, ground, you can create a perfect uh, brown color, for example. To see all our videos, you can uh, subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Uh, you can uh, subscribe to our newsletter on ibookbinding.com. Uh, to get all the re all the updates about uh, future guests and uh, current podcasts, our next uh, guest is uh, I will butcher the name, uh, but uh, uh, it's uh, Inger Duvik. I'm not sure. I sh I think I I should have asked him uh, beforehand uh, how his name is pronounced. Uh, from Norway, Katie knows yes, him. Uh, yeah, and he was quite yeah. happy when he found out that uh, today we are recording with Katie. He's <laughs> an amateur bookbinder. He's not a professional bookbinder, but uh, he's an award-winning bookbinder, and he makes just really uh, very beautiful. Yeah, he makes uh, stunning uh, books and uh, design bindings. We will talk uh, with him about uh, his recent projects and uh, about uh, his history as a bookbinder. He also bought the paper from me. Yeah, yeah, and he oh, was very yes. happy with your paper. It was the order, actually. He sent me uh, the example, and I tried to repeat Reput. it. He was satisfied. Okay, yeah, yeah. He t he told a lot of uh, nice uh, things about you, so <laughs> I guess he was quite satisfied. And uh, Katie, who you would like to see as one of the future guests of uh, iBookbinding podcast? Do you have uh, some somebody on your mind? You mean bookbinders? Book binders, book professional, paper makers, marvelers, uh, just anyone who is uh, related to bookish things in general. Mm, I know very nice, very actually, I think professional book binder. You definitely, you should know her, Lewis from Belgium, maybe. I think I know, yeah, whom, whom we are talking about. Uh, okay, okay, and if, if uh, some of our viewers have any ideas on uh, who uh, would be good guest uh, for our podcast we'll try to reach out to this person and to arrange uh, a recording in future uh, and uh, last but not least uh, many thanks to ibookbindings patrons on uh, patreon uh, we are not charging any any fees uh, any pledges uh, these months during the uh, lockdowns and at least until september and we made uh, our collection of uh, bookish uh, books uh, free and available for everybody for this time. But you still can join uh, the crowd of patrons and uh, become our, our supporter. The system will charge you one first time, but uh, the future uh, payments will be uh, delayed uh, uh, at least until September. So, yeah. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you, Katie, for showing us a lot of stuff, for answering the questions. Uh, thank you, Pavel, for, for being with us and asking some questions. It was fun. Bye. 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 Thanks a lot. Bye. You see you in, in autumn. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Hopefully. <laughs> if you don't leave Europe. <laughs> yeah.